You're listening to the Eastside Baptist Church Sermon Podcast. This sermon was recently preached at our church. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com. Now, enjoy today's sermon. Uh, As you're standing, if you take your Bibles and turn to Isaiah chapter 40. Stand with me if you would. Isaiah chapter 40. You can go down to verse number 28. Isaiah chapter 40, verse number 28. We're going to read to the end of the chapter. The Bible says, Hast thou not known, hast thou not heard, that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth, fainteth not, neither is weary, there is no searching of his understanding. He giveth power to the faint, and to them that have no might, he increaseth strength. Even the youths shall faint and be weary, and the young men shall utterly fall. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings as eagles, they shall run and not be weary, and they shall walk and not faint. Let's pray. Father, thank you for this evening again, Lord. Thank you for this church. Thank you for the people of this church, Lord. Thank you for the opportunity to stand here and proclaim your word. Lord, I pray that everything is done here in the next few minutes will be glorifying and honoring to you. Lord, help me to say the things they'd have me say and leave out those that would be better left out. Lord, again, we do pray for our pastor and his family. We pray that you keep them safe. Bless this time studying your word tonight. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. You may be seated. So we're, we're clicking along tonight. I don't know if you noticed if you looked at your watch, but we are clipping along at a good pace. So that just means I have extra long to preach. That's all that means. I'm kidding. I'll try. I think we'll probably get out a little earlier than, you, than we're used to. So um, as pastor had asked me, if, I know it's probably been a few weeks, he told me he was going down to this camp and asked me to be prepared uh, to preach. So I've been working on, on the sermon for a while and thinking about some things. And as I've been reading and if you've been here for any amount of time, not that long ago, Pastor Spencer preached a sermon out of this, out of this very passage. Um, and it, as I was reading, it reminded me of his sermon, and I thought it was a great help to me. My wife and I were talking about it just this afternoon, about the eagles, and just what a message that was. And as I was reading through, the Lord just kind of, kind of kept directing me back to this area and giving me a thought of, of our strength and our weakness and how we're so frail as human beings. You know, we stand up here and we do, we sing and we preach and we, we look the part, we come to church, we dress up real nice and we, we come and we bring our family and we, I mean, we look, we're good people. By the world standards, by a lot of people's standards, you look at us and be like, man, what a great group of good Christian godly people. And I really believe that statement is true, but we're nothing. We're, we're weak, we're frail, we're sinners, we're rotten, we don't deserve heaven we don't deserve good we're we're without jesus we're nothing and as i was going through and that thought just kept going over and culminating in my head and going over and over and over again i thought about as we go through our life how you ever get tired you ever just get tired and i know physically we get tired we get tired physically long days of work or long weeks we get tired but do you ever just get like tired you know what i mean like you're just you're done i have nothing left Mommies will know this, especially if they have young, younger kids. I have nothing left to give, right? I've just given, 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 and I'm empty. My tank is empty. 
And as we read here about God increasing our strength, it gave me the thought of being empty, running empty, and how without God we're nothing, and we are empty. But I like being full. I don't know about you, full is a good thing, right? Like a full tank of gas, good deal. Don't worry about what it costs to get it that way, but a full tank of gas, good deal. Full bank account, I love that. Full, I don't know what full is, I don't know where the, the top is on that for a full bank account. There's always more room, I know. But a full bank account feels good. A full stomach, I mean, there's a very fine line between a full stomach and oh, a full stomach. But a full stomach is good, like being satisfied being full but not too full, just it's a good feeling being full. You know, when you're, we have, you're really thirsty and a nice tall glass of whatever, fill in the blank, water, uh, Diet Pepsi, uh, sweet tea, nobody, nothing, chirp, chirp, okay. Whatever your choice is, a full glass of whatever you have to drink sitting there on the table and you know that's yours with the ice cubes in it, man, that's a good feeling. Here's a really good one, paid in full. Oh, when you get to pay in full those loans, you get those things paid off, full is a good thing. Full is a good feeling. But again, do you ever have times in your life where you don't feel full? Maybe you're dieting, and so you don't feel full. That could be a possibility. Um, But do you ever feel empty? Physically, emotionally, spiritually? Do you ever feel wore out? Do you ever feel tired? Do you ever feel like you've given all you can give? You've You've run dry. Sundays are probably like that for a lot of people because we do a lot of serving when we come into church and it's a busy day and it's go, go, go and it's step up and do this and do that and you give and you serve and you, you do. And by the end of Sundays, probably a lot of you are just like, oh, that big sigh as you sit down on the couch or collapse into bed, whichever one you make it to. You're empty. You've given it all. You've, you've run dry. And everybody gets that way sometimes. Every single human being Christian, unsaved, everybody gets to the point where they've just, they've run dry. They've given it all. And the world has a lot of suggestions on how to fix this issue. There's a lot of self-helps. You want to know 50 ways to rejuvenate your life? That exists. You look that up on the internet, you can find 50 ways to rejuvenate your life, to get yourself going again. Um, And some of them are good. Some of them are okay. You know, some of them say, take time for yourself. You know, take some time for yourself. I don't know, maybe, you know, fill up that bubble bath. Get yourself ready for, shut the door, just get ready. Just take some time for yourself, right? That's the suggestion they make. Uh, they also say, get some more sleep. You know, who, who doesn't need more sleep? I think everyone would appreciate a few more hours of sleep every day. No one would say no to that. Um, some say exercise. Well, okay. I'm tired. Let's go exercise. Does that make... Is, that, is it just me that's like, that doesn't make sense? Now I know, it works, I understand the premise, but still, I'm so exhausted, I better go run. Yeah, okay. Um, it is good for you, and it, it does help. Eat better, right? Stop eating junk, eat good food, eat things that are good for your body. You'll feel better, your body will feel better. You'll feel more energized, more, reju- <clears throat> more rejuvenated, excuse me. But as God's children, while we have access to all those ideas, and some of them are good, some are definitely things we should do. You should exercise. You should should exercise. It's a good idea. Do it. Uh, But as God's children, we have access to a lot more than just these practical, quote-unquote, ideas and how to get full again, how to make sure that that empty feeling, God doesn't want us to feel that way. God doesn't want you to be wore out and run dry and burnt out. That's a phrase that's used a lot. 
God doesn't want you burnt out. He wants you full. Because if you're burnt out, it's going to be hard for you to do things for him. That's why we're here, right? We're here to do things for God. We're here to live for him. We're here to glorify and honor him. We're here to tell people about him. But if you're so wore out from your week, physically, spiritually, if you're just empty, it's going to be real hard to do anything for him. So God gives us a lot. I mean, there's scores of verses on encouragement and ways that we can get full. I've got a few here that I'm going to read for you. You're welcome to turn to them if you'd like. Um, I wrote them down so I won't have to take the time to turn. But the first one is Psalm 81.10. Psalm 81.10 says, I am the Lord thy God, which brought thee out of the land of Egypt. Open thy mouth wide, and I will fill it. Open thy mouth wide, and I will fill it. Now, God doesn't mean go outside, or look to the heavens and open your mouth, and you know, your favorite food's going to fall from the sky. It's, he's saying that I, I've done this. I got you out of Egypt talking to the Israelites. I took you out. An entire nation walked you across the de- desert. I did that. No problem. I made that happen. If you're empty, if you need something, just come to me. I've got it. I can do anything, God says. Come to me. I've got it. I will fill you. I will fill you up. If you're empty, you're running on empty, you're running dry, come to me. I will fill you up without a problem. Psalm 107.9 says, For he satisfieth the longing soul and filleth the hungry soul with goodness. It's a theme. God is there every time. He's, he's waiting for us to come to him and say, God, I need to be filled again. I need to be filled up. I've been serving. I've been doing good. I've been doing what you've asked me to do. I've been living for you. I've been raising my kids in a Christian home. I've been trying to teach them what is in your Bible. I've been trying to help my friends. I've been going around trying to serve and minister to others and just doing everything the way I think you would have me do it. And I'm empty because we're human, because we're frail, and we've run dry. And God says, come to me. I I can satisfy that longing you have, that desire and that need to be filled again. I've got it. He's got it for us. And he's ready to give it to us. But a lot of times, you know, we try to do it by ourselves. It's like, well, I'm really tired. I guess I'll just try harder today. I'm really tired. I'll just fill in the blank of what you think is a good idea to rejuvenate yourself. But God says, I can satisfy you. Psalm 119.64, the Bible says, The earth, O Lord, is full of thy mercy. Teach me thy statutes. The earth is full of... We are here because of God's mercy. The earth is still spinning and going around the sun, and not crashing into it, and not being done because of God's mercy. You look at the world you live in. You look at the headlines in the newspaper. You look at the here, watch the news. You hear the things that go on in our world. It's only because of God's mercy that we're here. Teach me thy statutes, he says. Teach me what you have to say. Teach me your word. You want to be full? You want to feel satisfied? God's word is key. Being in God's word is key. Ephesians 5.18, very famous, very well-known verse. Be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Again, we've had sermons not too long ago on this exact thing. It's a command. Be filled. Be filled with the Spirit. It's not okay to run dry and just be dry and get burnt out and get done. You ever have those? I mean, we have those days. We're sinners. We're imperfect. And we have those days where we're done. I have nothing else to give, and maybe even selfishly, 
put the kids to bed. I don't care at 6.30. Put the kids to bed, shut the door, turn the lights off. I'm done. No more giving tonight. And selfishly, humanly, we'll say that and feel that. And, or if you don't, I do. Okay, so I'll confess my sins to you that I feel that way sometimes. Just lock the kids away and just shh, everybody, because I'm done. I have days like that. And God says, be filled. Be filled with the Spirit. The Spirit doesn't get done, does he? The Spirit's never done. The Spirit says, let's go. We've got more to do. We've not done enough. That's how the Spirit responds. We're commanded to be filled. Romans 15, 13. Now the God of, of hope fill you with all joy and peace in believing that ye may abound in hope through the power of the Holy Ghost. The God of hope fill you with all joy and peace. That's what God will do for you. You having a rough day? We've been teaching in Sunday school in the couples class we would talk about our feelings. So you can tell Pastor Jet that we're talking about our feelings in the couples class, talk about how we feel about things. Now we're talking about our emotions and we're going through our core emotions. And as human beings, you know, we can get down. We can get bummed out. We can have a bad day. We can have a bad week. We can have a bad month. We can have some bad times that really drag our spirits down and really oppress us. And really, bad days can turn into really bad days. And we have all the things we have to do in life. We have to take care of our responsibilities. We have to take care of our families. We have to teach our kids. And then you've got your job that you've got to take care of. You've got your bills you've got to pay. And then all the other things that happen outside of that that are directly correlated. You've got to take care of all those things. And it can be overwhelming. And you can get depressed real easy if you're not careful. It can loom over you like a shadow, like a dark cloud, and just oppress you. And God says, we're not, he's, he doesn't want us to live that way. He wants to fill us with all joy and peace. That's the opposite of being oppressed and depressed. To have that joy and have that peace, it only comes from the power of the Holy Ghost. And that means we have to be filled with him. That means we have to seek it out. But a lot of times, again, we like to do it on our own. We like to do the best we can. And in the worst case, last dish effort, sometimes we'll ask God to help us. But we like to try to pull ourselves up by our own bootstraps, so to speak, do everything we can do in our power, have whatever we think is best in our minds, and maybe we don't always consult God first or enough. It's a courtesy sometimes. I better read my Bible today. Check. But if you're having an empty problem, if you're feeling empty and drained, maybe one time check isn't enough. Maybe you need one time in the morning, one time at night, and maybe you need a time after lunch and your lunch break, and maybe you need a couple more times in between, because if you're running empty, how are you going to get filled back up? Only through God's Word. That's the only way we're going to get filled up. We need to have our pitcher filled. It has to be filled. Okay, so now you have to give me a minute. So I have, I have uh, items. It's, it's me. So hold on one minute. I've got our pitcher I'll put all these back, old guy, I promise, right where I found them. I have some things that need to be filled, every single one, even, even these. I'll put back, I promise. Okay, we have things that need to be filled. Right, this is our life. Let's see how good I am at pouring. I was never a waiter. This might be a bad idea now that I'm thinking about it. Okay, we have things that we need, that we need to fill in our life. Move this over here. <laughs> and move that over there. So we need things that are to fill in our life, right? We'll start with the big ones. We've got our job, right? We've got to do our job. 
It's expected. You need your job so that you can live in your house, you know, and, and go to church and do all the things you do in your life. You need your job. You have to do it. It, t- it takes from you. All right? You have your family. You have your spouse, maybe, or your family that you have to take care of, so you've got to fill them up. And if you're married, you've got to fill it all the way to the top. You know how that goes. That's right. Okay, so you've got to fill that up. And then, I don't know, you've got, uh, you've got your house you've got to take care of. You've got to mow the yard, right? You've got to fix the dishwasher. Um, no jokes there, I'm not going to do it. You've got to fix the, everything that gets broken. Take care of everything. Oh, see, I made a mistake already. And that's what we do. We fill, and we think, well, I got it. It's fine. I know what I'm doing. I'll fill up. And, oh, man, maybe I messed up a little bit. Okay, I've moved out a little bit more. And I fill things up, right? And then I got all these little things that I got to fill up and see how we can do. I got to read my Bible. There we go. Check. Check mark. Read my Bible. Because work time, family time, things around the house time, how does your Bible time stack up in comparison? We go to work eight hours a day. I mean, that's typical, right? Some of us, ten. Maybe it's 12. Maybe on your day off, you still go to work for four hours. Right? But we work. That's, we do it. There's no question. I have to go to work. I'm sick. Well, I'll tough it out. Go to, I got to go to work. I got to read my Bible. I got to go to church. So I'll put in my time. And this, this isn't the case for everybody, but I put my time in at church. Right? So there's my time. I put it in Sunday morning. We'll do Sunday night too. Wednesday night, eh, depends. We'll see. I gotta, there's other things I got to fill up too. But we've got all these things in our life that we've got to fill up. And I should have brought more big ones. But we've got to fill up the things that we serve. Right? I need more water. Do that. Just fill. No, it's cotton mouth. Um, so we've got to fill all the things in our life. We've got to take care of them. They're responsibilities. And, and we give of ourselves. We come to church. Maybe we teach Sunday school. Maybe we're in the nursery. You know the hardest thing to do in this church? It's not stand here. It's to be in that nursery. I mean... The nursery is like the most important thing in this building right now. Besides God's word and preaching, like the most important people are those nursery workers right now. Hi, nursery workers. You're awesome. They are in there doing work. They're giving. When they leave, they are not the same way when they went in. They, they're, they're, they're different. They have been changed by changing, right? Makeup's different. Clothes are a mess. Sometimes clothes really get a mess. That's the nursery. And you give. And it empties you out. It empties your giving. And it, it takes everything that you have. And you've got so many things you can give to. And you can see, I mean, I started with a pretty full picture. I'm already maybe quite, not quite halfway gone. And that's one day, one time. And we go through our life and we give and we give and we give. And if we never get filled back up, if we never fill ourselves back up, we're eventually we're going to be empty. I don't have enough cups up here Anybody real thirsty? Some guys in the front row. I don't have enough cups up here, but eventually we'll empty this out. Right? Eventually, if you just keep doing everything you got to do, and here's your Bible reading. Okay? Good. Thanks, God. You filled me up. Because that's all the time I spent. That's all the effort I gave. It's not just about time, but the effort in it, and that I gave into my study, into my God, God's Word in my life, that's the amount of time. That's all you're going to get filled back up. You just can't do it. You can't keep giving and living your life and, and expect to just keep going. Because eventually this gets empty. And you know what? Sometimes bad things happen. You know what? You get a little crack in this. And then maybe you start leaking. Right? We get sin in our life. We get things in our life that are opposite of what God says in his word that we do. Thoughts, things that we see, attitudes that we have, 
the way we treat people, the pastor talked about this morning, the way we treat people around us, and you know what, that creates little cracks, little sin cracks in our life that drains us without even knowing. And we drain and we lose a little bit of that here and there and all the other things that we do. Eventually, this is going to be completely dry. And what are we going to do? We're going to say, well, I'll just do my best. I'm going to take my, what's our righteousness like? Filthy rags. I'm going to take my goodness, what I know, what I learned at college, what I've seen in life and my experience, the goodness that's in my life, and I'm going to take my pitcher and I'll just fill it up myself. Here's what I'll do. And then I'm going to get the gross, nasty, dirty water in my life that is all that I know and all my wisdom. I'm going to fill it up with all my smartness and all the things that I know are best to do. And that's how, now, oh man, I mean, that didn't do very much. So I wring it as much as I can, and that's all the wisdom I've got on my own. Am I good now? No. I'm not good now. I'm not any better off than I was before. If anything, I'm worse off because now I'm doing it on my own. Now I'm using a sopping wet rag and trying to fill myself up with, so I can give to other people, so I can tr- teach my children, so I can raise my family, so I can tell people about God, so I can minister to my friends here at church and make sure that they have a good day because of me. But I'm going to use this to do it. Seems kind of cheap. Seems kind of lazy. Seems kind of, I think I know what's best. But God says he will fill us up. He will fill us up. All we have to do is go to him and he'll fill us up. But we're so busy a lot of times we don't have time to go to him enough to fill up. But he, he says that we should and he even commands us to be filled. So what we really need to do, right back, and I just leave. I just run out and I never come back. And I was like, did he just bail on us? What we really need is we need God. And God... You know, obviously this is not never-ending water, but God is like that soda machine, right, that's at, uh, at the restaurants you go to, those magic Coke machines, right? And you just, where does it come from? I don't know, it just keeps coming. You push the button and all the pop just keeps coming out, coming out, coming out, and coming out, and never stops. That's what we need, and this is going to represent that tonight. This is, I did this because I don't trust myself to carry it. This is what we need to do, is we have a God that has an unending supply of everything you need specifically. And what you need is different than what your spouse needs and what your best friend needs and what our pastor needs and what his wife needs and what everyone needs is different. You know what? God has it all. God's like the magic Coke machine. You guys know what I'm talking about, right? You push the buttons, you get any pop you want. You can mix flavors. It's the greatest thing in the entire world, apparently, right? It's just great. God has whatever you need. He's got it. And all, all you need to do is go to him. And it was filled up. You go as long as you want. You get full. You get full, overfulling. You could go all the way to the top. And you'll see how far we can get. You could go all the way to the top, right to the brim, almost to spill out so you can go give to somebody else. And God goes, that's nothing. I got more than that. I never end. It's always there, forever. Oh, this as far as I'm going to go because I'm not brave. So God says, come to me. Get filled. But a lot of times we come to ourselves. We use our own ideas and our own thoughts. We say, ah, we'll use that filthy rag. And that's how we'll fill ourselves up. God says, come to me. Get filled with me. I'm here. Go back to the chapter. Go back to Isaiah chapter 40. Go back to it. Read those words, verse number 28. Hast thou not known? Hast thou not heard? The everlasting God. How long is everlasting? 
Forever. It doesn't end. It's for forever. It never quits. Everlasting God. Haven't you heard? Did you not hear this? The everla- that the everlasting God, the Lord, the creator of the ends of the earth. He created everything. No one in here, I don't think, has seen everything on this earth. There's probably a lot of well-traveled people here that have seen a lot of really cool things in this country and maybe across the world, but no one's seen everything. The things that you've not seen, the only things you've seen on, you know, Animal Planet and those, and, and the, what are those really nice British nature channels that show you really cool things. I can't remember the name of the show. But we've seen those via the TV, via our really nice TV, and it looks so real. It's like you're there. God made all of that without a, that's, without a problem. This is who your God is, but you'll try to do it on your own. You'll try to use your filthy rag to fill yourself up when God's like, I'm everlasting, meaning I didn't begin, I'm never ending. I've created everything on this earth from one end to the other. I never faint, fainteth not. means he doesn't get where he's like, Josh Hash, where's Josh? Josh was, there he is, Josh. He up here this morning, is like, man, or out there, he's like, man, I just don't feel good. I was like, what's wrong? I don't know, allergies or something? I just feel a little, little queasy and queasy. God doesn't get woozy. God doesn't get queasy. He never feels faint. Oh, I feel faint. He never gets that way. God faints not. Sorry, Josh, I had to call you out. He's never weary. Never. We get weary. We're humans. We get weary. You might be weary right now. We get that way. God doesn't get weary. But let's us try to figure out how to fill ourselves up. God doesn't get weary. There is no searching of his understanding. You, you will never know everything God knows. You could search Google forever, every second and do a new search, you'd never reach the limits of God's understanding. Never. That's who, God, that's who wants to fill you. That's who says, come. Come here. Let, you ever do that to your kids? Come here. Come, come here. And they take one step, you're like, right here. That's what God says. He's like, come on, come here. I want to fill you up. Let me do it. Come to me. Come to my word. Let me fill you up. Verse, 20, verse 28. This is what he does. He gives power to the faint. That's us. We faint. We get tired. He'll give you power. These aren't just like, oh, that's a really good sentiment. A good, you know, I'm going to put that on a, on, a, on a poster and hang it above my office. And it's a real good motivation. No, it's the truth. That's what God does. He, it's not just a motivational statement. It's, it's something he does. He gives power to the faint. To them that have no might. Hi, that's, that's us. That's me. I have no might. I don't have power. I don't have strength. I fail. If, it's, if I'm left to do it on my own, I will mess up. And I'll mess up bad if I'm left to do it on my own. And I will fail because I have no might. But God says, I have might and I will give it to you. He will increase our strength. That's, he, will, he will increase your strength. He wants you to do more. He wants, and not just wear you out more, he wants you to do more and will strengthen you so you can do more. Verse 30, he kind of gives a little side. He's like, even the youths, I love the youths. It's the great, I just love that. Even the youths shall faint and be weary. You know, when you're young, man, I could do it all. I, I don't get tired. I, I could go for 48 hours with no sleep and work and I'd just be fine. When we're young and, you know, the older you get, we still have that philosophy that I can, I'm fine, I could do it. But when you're young and you don't know any better usually, which is, hey, it's hard for me to say this because that's me still, but no, it's not. I'm not young anymore, as young. You feel like you've got it all. You can figure it all out on your own. You just, you're the smartest person in the world. 
like Pastor said the, about the 13-year-olds, they think they know it all. They don't realize they don't know anything. But they think they got it all figured out, right? At that age, you just, you just got it all figured out. And then about 20 years later, you're like, wow, missed a lot, didn't I? But the youths, the Bible said, they'll, they'll even fail. They'll, they'll fall. They'll faint. They'll be weary. But wait upon the Lord. But they that wait upon the Lord shall renew their strength. God says, if you wait on me, if you come to me, if you use me, if you use me as your filling station, right? If you use me as the place you go to get full, not the extra sleep, not the gym, all those things are okay to do, but not, not all these self-help ideas and our own wisdom and our filthy rags that we use to fill ourselves up. If God says, you come to me instead... I will renew your strength, period. It's a promise. It's a guarantee. It's the guarantee on the box that you know it's going to be exactly what you want when you buy it. Now, you didn't have to buy anything. You didn't have to do anything. All you had to do is accept what Jesus already paid for, and this comes with it. This comes with heaven. You, you get heaven. Jesus died on the cross, paid for our sins. All we have to do is accept that, and you know what comes? But, but wait, there's more. God fills you up through this life here on earth. He wants you to get through life full. He wants you to go through life doing as much as you can for him. But if we're not willing to go to him, if we, maybe not willing, but if we're not committed and disciplined enough to go to him consistently to get full, you will get empty. And if you don't go to him to fill yourself up, you, will, you won't do the job that God needs you to do. You'll do some work and you'll do it poorly. You might even do a good job, but if you had God to fill you, how much better would it be? God wants us to be full. God wants us to be satisfied. God wants your life to be fulfilled. But he's the only one that can do it for you. You're not going to be able to do it yourself. You're not going to find it in other books. You're not going to find it in vacations. You're not going to find it in all the things that we, the worldly things that the world says, here, this will make you happy. This will fulfill you. Why do you think alcoholism is such a huge problem in this country, in the world? Because people are looking to be filled with something. They're looking to fill that void, that emptiness. Now, you have the Holy Spirit, if you're saved, living inside you, that fills that void. But God says, be filled with the Holy Spirit. You've got to use, use that. Use it. Use yourself up. Run yourself dry and then come get filled again. You don't ever have to run dry. God will fill you up. He wants, you to, he wants to fill you up, but we have to seek him out. We want to encourage you to visit our website at eastsidesf.com.